Welcome to Pop, a piece of what's happening at Peace. My name is Pastor Doug Warburton, and I'm recording this on Monday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, This is a shortened version of our messages from Sunday, so think of this as a way to spend a few minutes in devotion, connecting with God and what's going on at Peace. Yesterday, we concluded a two-part sermon series that was entitled Love Where You Live, and it's just two weeks focusing on the simple command that Jesus gives us to love our neighbor. Jesus' command is very simple. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So what does it look like for us to live as Christians where we actually love the people that we come in contact with in our daily lives, the people that live right next door? talked about what does this look like in our culture and our society, especially in a world that seems so divided, where we can't talk to each other as Americans anymore. It seems like you're either this side or that side. talked about David Brooks, the columnist for the New York Times, chief uh, conservative columnist, and he jokes that being a conservative columnist at the New York Times is a lot like being the chief rabbi in Mecca. But he's part of this organization that's trying to repair the social divide that we find ourselves in. It's called the Social Fabric Project. And as part of it, they're discovering how important community is. And when community breaks down, society itself can break down. And so he talks about starting from a place of humility where you realize that you're not, believe it or not, you're not always right. (laughs) As a matter of fact, he says, try to get to a point where you realize 60% of the time you're probably wrong. And then you get to a place where you need to rely on people's opinions who think differently than you. So what does it look like when we're given this command as Christians to love our neighbor? What does it look like when our neighbor has different political signs in their yard than what we would have? How do we love somebody who disagrees with us? Or or how do we love someone who is culturally different from us? The house next door, the smells from their kitchen smell different than the smells that come out of our kitchen. What does it look like to love our literal neighbors as Jesus commands us to do? The reading that I read was from 1 Peter. This is his advice. Now, who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. When you do what is right, you're going to be rewarded by God. God sees that. And so living with this sense that if you do what is right, you will be blessed. Do not fear what they fear and do not be intimidated, but in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord. And always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. See, as Christians, we, we, we're called to have this hope within us that is found in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's in a hope that's eternal. It will outlive all of us. And it's a hope that is way bigger than a than a simple way that we would say hope, like, I hope the Browns win. Obviously, that's a tall order. (laughs) But this hope is way bigger than that. It's, It's a hope that exists in spite of our good decisions, bad decisions. It's a hope that lives within us. And so Peter's saying, 
to be able to testify to this hope. When someone asks you, why do you live as someone filled with such good news? Hopefully you can answer in some sort of way that there's this hope that lives with in us. And so how do we express this hope? Do we browbeat one another? Do we proof text Bible readings to make a point? Peter says no. Peter says to do so with gentleness and with respect. That's what Peter calls us to do, to express this hope with gentleness and with respect. I shared the story of my literal next door neighbors moved into a small ranch house right next door to us, a family of five, Muslim family. And there was this situation that arose where they were placing their dinner scraps in the backyard. And the problem was our dog discovered this. Our dog, Nutmeg, the wonderful Pomeranian, discovered that, wow, there's this dinner food that's in the next door neighbor's backyard and constantly was getting away from us and going and grabbing a treat. Well, the problem arose one day when Nutmeg swallowed a chicken bone and was choking. My wife, luckily, was able to pry out the chicken bone and save Nutmeg's life. But then she turned to me and with words of love said, you need to do something about this. So I was instantly filled with anxiety. How do I go and approach our neighbors? And was worried about their reaction, worried about what sort of barriers might come up and thought long and hard for about a week about how to, how to approach my neighbor with this problem. Finally, I saw the father of the house outside playing baseball across the street with his boys and I went over and finally sucked up the courage and said, do you have a minute? And I shared with him in a bad stumbling sort of way my concern about the food in the backyard. And he looked at me and he said, you should never be concerned with coming to me with any problems that you have. It is part of our faith that we really value being good neighbors. And I want you to know that we will take care of this. And from then on, they started taking their food scraps down the street and throwing them in the woods. And the problem was solved. And we have become pretty good friends with them. During Ramadan, they will now bring over leftovers from time to time. <laughs> from their dinner table, and every now and then Donato's sends them the wrong pizza, and it has pepperoni on, which they're not able to eat, and so we inherit free pizzas. But what I learned from that is that my neighbor treated me as a result of his faith with gentleness and respect. I think Peter would have agreed and applauded. Let us pray. God, what does it look like for us to live as people who treat our neighbors with gentleness and respect? What does it look like for us to be people who spread good news? The word evangelical literally means people who live and spread good news. That's what Jesus calls us to do. He calls us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So God, challenge us. 
If we were to move tomorrow, would our neighbors miss us? Help us to wrestle with that a little bit. Maybe this week, we can be good news to our literal next-door neighbors. Amen.